Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hesitation arose in a considerable noise and altercation within the house, which grew louder and louder as the disputants issued forth upon the street or lane before the door. The first who entered upon the scene was a tall, raw-boned, hard-favored man who stalked out of a shop hastily with a gait like that of a Spaniard in a passion, who, disdaining to add speed to his locomotion by running, only condescends in the utmost extremity of his angry haste to add length to his stride. He faced about so soon as he was out of the house upon his pursuer, a decent-looking elderly plain tradesman, no other than John Christie himself, the owner of the shop and tenement, by whom he seemed to be followed, and who was in a state of agitation more than is usually expressed by such a person i'll hear no more aunt said the personage who first appeared on the scene sir i will hear no more on it besides being a most false and impudent figment as i can testify it is scandalum magnatum sir scandalum magnatum he reiterated with a broad accentuation of the first vowel well known in the colleges of edinburgh and glasgow which we can only express in print by doubling the said first of letters and of vowels and which would have cheered the cockles of the reigning monarch had he been within hearing as he was a severe stickler for what he deemed the genuine pronunciation of the roman tongue than for any of the royal prerogatives for which he was at times disposed to insist so strenuously in his speeches to parliament i care not an ounce of rotten cheese said john christie in reply what you call it but it is true and i am a free englishman and have right to speak the truth in my own concerns and your master is little better than a villain and you no more than a swaggering coxcomb whose head i will presently break as i have known it well broken before on lighter occasion and so saying he flourished the paring shovel which usually made clean the steps of his little shop and which he had caught up as the readiest weapon of working his foeman damage and advanced therewith upon him the cautious scot for such our readers must have already pronounced him from his language and pedantry drew back as the enraged ship chandler approached but in a surly manner and bearing his hand on his sword hilt rather than the act of one who was losing habitual forbearance and caution of deportment than as alarmed by the attack of an antagonist inferior to himself in youth strength and weapons bide back he said maister christie i say bide back and consult your safety man i have evitted striking you in your ain house under muckle provocation because i'm ignorant how the laws here may pronounce respecting burglary and hame second and such matters and besides i would not willingly hurt ye man e'en on the causeway that is free to us baith because i mind your kindness of lang syne and partly consider ye as a poor deceived creature 
but deal den me sir and i am not wont to swear but if you touch my scotch shouther with that shoe of yours i will make six inches of my andrew ferrara devilish intimate with your guts neighbour and therewithal though still retreating from the brandished shovel he made one-third of the basket-hilled broadsword which he wore visible from the sheath the wrath of john christie was abated either by his natural temperance of disposition or perhaps in part by the glimmer of cold steel which flashed on him from his adversary's last action i would do well to cry clubs on thee and have thee ducked at the wharf he said grounding his shovel however at the same time for a paltry swaggerer that would draw thy bit of iron there on an honest citizen before his own door but get thee gone and reckon on a salt eel for thy supper if thou shouldst ever come near my house again i wish it had been at the bottom of the thames when it first gave the use of its roof to smooth-faced oily-tongued double-minded scots thieves it's an eel-bird that fouls its own nest replied his adversary not perhaps the less bold that he saw matters were taking the turn of a pacific debate and a pity it is that a kindly scot should ever have married in foreign parts and given life to a purse-proud pudding-headed fat-gutted lean-brained southron e'en such as you maister christie but fear ye weel fear ye weel for ever and a day and if you quarrel wi a scot again man say as mickle ill o his sell as ye like but say nane of his patron of his countrymen or it will scarce be your flat cap that will keep your lang lugs from the sharp abridgment of a highland winger man and if you continue your insolence to me before my own door were it but two minutes longer retorted john christie i will call the constable and make your scottish ankles acquainted with an english pair of stocks so saying he turned to retire into his shop with some show of victory for his enemy whatever might be his innate valour manifested no desire to drive matters to extremity conscious perhaps that whatever advantage he might gain in single combat with john christie would be more than overbalanced by incurring an affair with the constituted authorities of old england not at that time apt to be particularly favourable to their new fellow-subjects in the various successive broils which were then constantly taking place between the individuals of two proud nations who still retained a stronger sense of their national animosity during centuries than of their late union for a few years under the government of the same prince mrs martha trapboys had dwelt too long in alsatia to be either surprised or terrified at the altercation she had witnessed indeed she only wondered that the debate did not end in some of those acts of violence by which they were usually terminated in the sanctuary as the disputants separated from each other she who had no idea that the cause of the quarrel was more deeply rooted than in the daily scenes of the same nature which she had heard of or witnessed did not hesitate to stop mr christie and his return to his shop and present to him the letter which lord glenvarlock had given to her had she been better acquainted with life and its business she would certainly have waited for a more temperate moment and she had reason to repent of her precipitation when without saying a single word or taking the trouble to gather more of the information contained in the letter than was expressed in the subscription the incensed ship chandler threw it down on the ground trampled it in high disdain and without addressing a single word to the bearer except indeed something much more like a hearty curse than was perfectly consistent with his own grave appearance he retired into his shop and shut the hatch door it was with the most inexpressible anguish that the desolate friendless and unhappy female thus beheld her sole hope of succour countenance and protection vanish at once without being able to conceive a reason for to do her justice the idea that her friend whom she knew by the name of nigel graham had imposed on her a solution which might readily 
have occurred to many in her situation never once entered her mind although it was not her temper easily to bend her mind to entreaty she could not help exclaiming after the ourful and retreating ship chandler good master hear me but a moment for mercy's sake for honesty's sake mercy and honesty from him mistress said the scot who though he essayed not to interrupt the retreat of his antagonist still kept stout possession of the field of action he might as weel expect brandy from beanstalks or milk from a craig a blue what stain the man is mad bomb mad to boot i must have mistaken the person to whom the letter was addressed then and as she spoke mistress martha trapoise was in the act of stooping to lift the paper which had been so uncourteously received her companion with natural civility anticipated her purpose but what was not quite so much an etiquette he took a sly glance at it as he was about to hand it to her and his eye having caught the subscription he said with surprise glenvarlock nigel oliphant of glenvarlock do you know the lord glenvarlock mistress i know not of whom you speak said mrs martha peevishly i have the paper from one master nigel graham nigel graham humph oh ay very true i had forgot said the scotsman a tall well-said young man about my height bright blue eyes like a hawk's a pleasant speech something leaning to the kindly north country accentuation but not much in respect of his having been resident abroad all this is true and what of it all said the daughter of the miser hair of my complexion yours is red replied she i pray you peace said the scotsman i was going to say of my complexion but with a deeper shade of the chestnut weel mistress if i have guessed the manner of right he is one with whom i am and have been intimate and familiar nay i may truly say i have done him much service in my time and may live to do him more i had indeed a sincere good will for him and i doubt he has been much at a loss since we parted but the fault is not mine wherefore as this letter will not avail you with him to whom it is directed you may believe that heaven has sent it to me who have a special regard for the writer i have besides as much mercy and honesty within me as man can wheel make his bread with and am willing to aid any distressed creature that is my friend's friend with my counsel and otherwise so that i am not put to much charges being in a strange country like a poor lamb that has wandered from its ain native hersel and leaves a tate of its woo in every damned southron bramble that comes across it while he spoke thus he read the contents of the letter without waiting for permission and then continued and so this is all that you are wanting my dove nothing more than safe and honourable lodging and sustenance upon your own charges nothing more said she if you are a man and a christian you will help me to what i need so much a man i am replied the formal caledonian e'en sick as ye see me and a christian i may call myself though unworthy and though i have heard little pure doctrine since i came hither a polluted with men's devices a ham wheel and if ye be an honest woman here he peeped under her muffler as an honest woman ye seem likely to be though let me tell you they are a kind of cattle not so rife in the streets of this city as i would desire them i was almost strangled with my own band by twa rampallions who weigh wanted yestreen day farther gain to harl me into a change-house however if ye be a decent honest woman here he took another peep at features certainly bearing no beauty which could infer suspicion as decent and honest ye seem to be why i will advise you to a decent house where you will get deuce quiet entertainment on reasonable terms and the occasional benefit of my own counsel and direction that is from time to time as my other avocations may permit may i venture to accept of such an offer from a stranger said martha with natural hesitation 
troth i see nothing to hinder you mistress replied the bonny scot ye can but see the place and do after as ye think best besides we are nay such strangers neither for i know your friend and you it's like no mine whilk knowledge on either hand is a medium of communication between us even as the middle of the string connecteth its tway ends or extremities but i will enlarge on this farther as we pass along gin ye list to bid your tway lazy loons of porters there lift up your little kist between them whilk a true scotsman might carry under his own let me tell you mistress ye will soon make a tomb pocket of it in lunnon if you hire tway knaves to do the work of ain so saying he led the way followed by mistress martha trapboys whose singular destiny though it had heaped her with wealth had left her for the moment no wiser counsellor or more distinguished protector than honest richie manipoles a discarded serving man End of chapter twenty six